This episode is brought to you by my one and only food and mood journal. This is an eight-week food and mood journal and planner for beginners where you can track how food affects your mood, your hunger, and your energy levels. Are you sick and tired of promising yourself to stop binge eating? Do you feel out of control with food and you just don't know why you overeat? You might have intense cravings leading to self-sabotage. My food and mood journal is the perfect tool to help you tune into your signals that your body sends you. And by tracking what you eat and drink will help you give insight on how food affects your moods. This is an eight-week kickstart to mindful eating to help you identify the triggers that make you want to eat when you're not physically hunger. So this includes a food tracker, a mood and stress tracker, because we know that stress eating can also lead to overeating. We also have an eight-week goals tracker with journal prompts and affirmations. You'll also track things like your water intake and exercise. It makes a beautiful gift for anyone who feels out of control with food. It's an easy to use journal and it will give you just the insights to help you get on the path to stop binge eating, emotional eating, or any other form of overeating. So get your food and mood journal today by clicking the link in the show notes. Thank you. Welcome to Beyond Overeating by Wholesome Lifestyle Project, the overeating podcast where I'll be showing up weekly to share with you what I've learned during my binge eating recovery, helpful tools such as yoga, mindfulness and energy medicine. My name is Stel and my purpose is to inform and ed educate so that you can fast track your recovery in healing your relationship with food and finally trust yourself around the peanut butter jar. Join me as I share top tips, my struggles and triumphs to help inspire or just entertain. Remember, there's nothing wrong with you if you can't stop overeating. That's why I'm here to guide you along the way. Welcome back to another episode of the Beyond Overeating podcast. My name is Selkum Heath, binge and emotional eating recovery specialist and now published author of the Food and Mood Journal. I'm so excited to be able to say that because this is a dream of mine that has taken um, quite a bit of time, um, but I'm so glad that I can now um, say that I'm a published author because I just wanted to create a tool that can help so many more people. But enough about me. Today, I really wanted to talk about why uh, you are probably still stuck in binge eating recovery and possibly why you um, feel like you will never get out of this. So recently, I spoke to someone who really wanted to do my one of my programs, and she just actually said, Sal, I just, I just can't see myself following through. I just can't trust myself that I would be able to do it. And I said to her, absolutely. I didn't trust myself either. You know, I think this is probably one of the hardest things we do. But I think one of the first things we need to let go of is the fact that we label ourselves 
as a binge eater and that we will always be a binge eater. I'd like for you to, number one, scratch that from your assumptions, scratch that from your belief. You are not your behavior. And I'm going to emphasize this. Binge eating is just a reaction to something that's underlyingly bothering you. And it's a behavior. It might be a habit that's taken over your life, but you are not that person. So do not take it on as your persona. So I wanted to talk about five ways that you might keep yourself stuck in binge eating and um, how that can affect you. I'm also going to give you just three tips on how to move forward. So number one, the first thing I would like for you to do is maybe write these things down because, uh, you know, I think sometimes we get so bogged down with all the information out there. I'd love for you to just get a cup of tea and write these three things down because it's going to come in so handy for you um, along the way. So the first thing I'd like for you to understand is the reason, the number one reason why you are still stuck in binge eating is probably because of some form of restriction, some form of not eating enough. And what I mean with that is you are either forgetting to eat, you are or you are on restrictive diets all the time to make up for binge eating. Now, 80% of my clients, when we start feeding them properly, and once they eat regularly, the binge eating actually stops. Now, I know some of you might be recovering from bulimia or anorexia, and you find that you have this post-recovery um, post binge eating happening. And that's just your body's natural way of actually refeeding itself in case there's danger because we've starved ourselves for so long because we've been on so many diets in our life because we've preoccupied our life so much that we have not paid attention to when we eat or we've not paid attention to actually eating our bodies are going well i'm sorry I don't know when this person's going to feed me again. So when I do get food, I'm actually just going to go into autopilot mode. And I've actually used this uh, analogy quite often recently um, because I'm from Africa. And, um, you know, things there, there's a lot of poverty there. And there's nothing more heartbreaking than seeing someone who hasn't had food in a few days just actually shove food in their mouth without even chewing, um, you know, and that is basically what happens to us as well when you don't feed yourself properly. So I often call this part of the food zombie brain. If you haven't heard about the food zombies, I really encourage you to go listen to episode three where I talk about why you binge in the first place. Episode five, we go into more details and episode 11 actually talks about the actual food zombies. So the food zombie here is counting Cassie, the, the person who wants to restrict the minute she's overeaten, the person who counts her calories on MyFitnessPal as an Excel spreadsheet and Weight Watchers app. <laughs> or was that just me? Um, yeah, well, you know, it's, it's that person who is so worried about everything she puts in her mouth in case she binges again, or in case she gains, God forbid, just like, you know, half a kilo of weight. So um, 
I'd love for you actually, by the way, to go and do my quiz to find out your food zombie personality. Uh, you can do that on www.wholesomelifestyleproject.com work with me quiz. You'll find it there. And I'd love for you to go and actually figure out what your food zombie um, is. The second reason why we stay in um, this kind of pattern of overeating is the fact that we believe that we need to be on diets all the time. And what happens is the minute you are on diets, the same with restricted eating, um, is you are in periods of restriction, your body thinks that there is something wrong with you, you actually create a hormonal imbalance by this calorie deficit that's so in fashion with the um, diet industry. This calorie deficit increases your hunger hormone called ghrelin. And when you have too much ghrelin in your system, you cannot feel fullness. And that's often why you can't stop eating. So the diet mentality does two things. First of all, it encourages restriction or dangerous ways of maintaining weight or actually losing weight. So this can often lead to disordered eating or eating disorders themselves. So dieting is actually the gateway to many, many problems. And um, I've done a few articles on the dangers of dieting and what that can actually look like and also how to support someone with disordered eating, which I'll, I'll link in the, in the show notes. So dieting, first of all, um, makes us restrict food which causes that hormonal imbalance which means that when you do actually get to your binge food which is the stuff that you normally cut out which is the stuff that's normally high calorie um but for your body high calorie is good in times of starvation so your body's going to actually want to eat more of those things the second thing it does is it labels food as good and bad or you know it makes you feel guilty guilt and shame for eating certain foods it also adds guilt and shame to your body and what you look like. And it makes you fixate on the number on the scale, one number on the scale. So our bodies actually have a range, a weight range, which can be anything between five kilos. Have you ever heard that person trying to forever lose that five kilos? That five kilos is just your normal weight range honey and some people it's 10 kilos some people it's 15 i'm sorry i don't have the conversions here for uh for pounds but um you know it doesn't really matter your body has a range of where it is and even me as a in recovery my body is not the same day to day and it especially fluctuates when um it's that time of the month um or when i'm in high periods of stress uh, my body fluctuated during my grief process um, and it's probably going to fluctuate still throughout the rest of this year. So no day is your body the same. So stop fixating on that number and stop getting punching your height and weight into those damn BMI calculators because it's just making you feel absolutely terrible with your body, which makes you um, start a war with food and your body. And the minute you've got that going on, we actually start creating behaviors that is not um, normal with food anymore. And I know so many of you want to be normal with food. Um, some of that would be sneaking food. Some of that would be lying about what you've eaten. Some of that would be over-exercising, taking diuretics, 
all those kind of things. That is not normal, but those are the things that the diet industry prays for and they advertise shamelessly. And unfortunately, all those things are slowing down your metabolism. And that's why it's getting harder and harder for you to even maintain your normal body weight range. So get off the bloody diet. And the person I'm talking to here, the food zombie I'm talking to here is Wagon Wonder. She's always on or off a diet. She self-sabotages. She thinks that she just needs to find the right diet and everything will be fine. I'm sorry, but there is no right diet. And um, in my mindful eating course that will be released at the end of October, um, we'll actually teach you how to ditch my, how to ditch diets forever and ever, how to get rid of these food rules that you've been conditioned into believing, and also how to start eating in a different way, eating more mindfully. So look out for announcements for that as well. The third way that we stay in, you know, binge eating is the fact that we um, we think about food all the time. We obsess about food. We subscribe to certain um, food um, Pinterest boards. We subscribe to all these diets, Instagram accounts, newsletters, all these things. So we feed our like vision and our like our, you know our eyes take on taking most of our senses. And here we are feeding our mind the whole time with diet alternatives. How can you make this meal healthy? How can you do the skinny version of this? But what you're doing is you showing your your mind and your body images of food all the time. So usually what happens here, and this is obviously also just as a um, an after effect of restriction, is the body is going to send you food thoughts. You are going to think about food all the time because the body is trying to survive. And eventually you're going to give in to those food thoughts because um, your body is not just going to stay at thoughts. It's going to start creating physical reactions like um, saliva or, you know, like stomping its little feet to make you feel so uncomfortable that you just bloody eat that chocolate. <laughs> Are you with me? Uh, because that's what uh, my urges feel like. You know, the other day um, I shared the story with one of my clients um, just after like about two, three days after my dad passed away, um, I haven't experienced an urge for quite a long time, but this day I was sitting there and I had this almost like something punched me in my gut. It was like seriously aggressive, bam. And it said, Stella, you need a donut. And I was like, what? Hello, Urge. I haven't heard you forever, but let me do some of my tools in my work that I teach my clients to actually process what was going on there. And the fact is, I actually didn't need donuts. Um, I needed to process and just be in a space of comfort. Donuts are normally comfort foods, but um, I actually just um, did the work and then, you know, I still, when I did the work, I still went and um, took myself out for a nice piece of cake as if I was having it with my dad um, and it was his favorite, favorite cake. So um, 
just know that um, there is still space for eating foods, um, but in the right emotional space. And that's what I teach my clients in the Rewire Your Overeating Brain program, um, also about to come up in the Mindful Eating course that will be released at the end of October. Um, so this food zombie here is Possessed Patsy. And Possessed Patsy cannot stop thinking about food one, because she's been in restriction, but two, she is obsessively thinking about food. She feeds those thoughts and um, she doesn't know how to control that. Number four, <laughs> I'm trying to keep these episodes um, short and sweet, but I just like love talking about this stuff and hopefully you get a lot out of this. Hopefully you've been taking notes vigorously because this is gonna help you so, so much. Um, number four, is the fact that we are in stress mode too long and we don't know how to manage our stress. And I talk about this often as well when I'm, I'm on podcasts and just, you know, in general when I talk with my clients is the fact that we have been taught how to um, live economically but not emotionally. At school, you are taught to survive, you are taught how to be strong, you are taught how to um, make money and be independent and feed your brain uh, with, you know, like, you know, so that you can be intelligent and stand up and stand out so that you can achieve and achieve your goals and survive basically from a financial perspective. However, we are never taught how to manage us, the stresses that go with all those things. Think about the exam stress you already had as a student. I remember like freaking out even just in like primary school about um, my marks and all those kind of things. We are never taught how to stress manage. We are never taught to just even do deep breathing before an exam. None of that, you know, I still come from an old school um, school back in South Africa where in the primary school, we used to say a prayer before the exam. <laughs> so prayers are not really going to help you if you're not, um, first of all, if you're not really that religious, but also the prayer is not something that's going to, and I have nothing against prayer, please don't get me wrong here. Um, you know, I say prayers for certain things, but it's not putting you in the right nervous system because it's not a, you know, it's not something that um, allows us to really get into the nervous system like deep breathing or some yoga stretches even before an exam would have been amazing for, for us. So we are brought up in a world that is full of stress. And you know, whether you want to blame coronavirus or whether you want to blame whatever, there's always going to be stress in our environment. Before the pandemic, we were stressing out when we've lost our keys. We stress out because we're sending an email late. We're stressing because we might run, uh, we worry that we might not meet deadlines at work or we stress about our kids. All these things add up and all of a sudden, we are sitting in a space where we binge eat and we have no idea why. And the reason for that is because we have no way of dealing and managing our stress. So the food zombie here that I love to refer to is Anxious Annie. And she's a stress eater. 
And usually she's fine. She can be on a healthy diet and or healthy eating plan, whatever you want to call it. I'm not advocating diets or healthy eating plans here, but she's usually the one that's on a, she can eat healthy, but then she'll tell you the minute she's stressed, everything goes out the window. She adopts the fuck it effect. Um, and then she thinks there's something seriously wrong with her because she binge, binge eats when everything's gone so well. And the last but not least is our, um, some of us who actually eat late at night. So you can give me in the comments wherever you're watching this on, if you're watching on YouTube or if you listen to this on whatever uh, platform, let me know in the reviews if you are a late night Lizzie. Now, the reason why we binge eat at night is because A, we didn't give ourselves space to just feel into our emotions during the day, but B, we have probably accumulated a bunch of the things that I've already mentioned. A lot of people don't eat properly during the day. They forget or they starve themselves through diets or fasting or whatever the case. You can hear that I am not a fan of dieting. I recently wrote an article about how anti-diet is not the same as anti-health, uh, which I'll also link um, in the comments. Um, so you can go and read that. But, you know, there's just the way we carry ourselves during the day can lead to a lot of um, things that we need to distract ourselves from at the end of the day. And that's often why people find themselves sitting in front of the television late at night and they can't stop themselves from eating. So this food zombie is called Late Night Lizzie. I love her because I used to be Late Night Lizzie so many times. Um, and, you know, it was one of the hardest things for me to overcome. So I've been all five um, of these things and all these reasons are what kept me in binge eating for so long. Um, I'm going to give you a sixth reason, which um, is something that we often don't um, hear about. And this is the fact that um, our ego, um, and I don't mean that, you know, the ego is often perceived as just this, you know, egotistical male person, or look at me, I am so awesome. Um, we all have an ego, and the ego is the persona that we carry about ourselves, the, uh, the thing that we want to others to believe about ourselves. And this ego is the one that actually says, you don't need any help you can do this yourself. You just need to research the right diet. You just need to cut out something else. Um, and eventually everything will sort itself out. And that part of it is the actual ego. The, the part of us that really says, you don't need anything. And the reason why it does that is because deep down, it is afraid of change because recovery means that you need to try new things. You need to face your emotions. You need to heal your relationship with food. You need to um, let go of the things that you've been controlling so much with counting calories and getting on the scale and you know whatever other measures you are taking. And that creates fear. 
and the body does not like fear. The body likes easy. And currently, whether you like it or not, your binge eating is the easy route for your body. And that's why I said at the beginning of the episode, there's nothing wrong with you if you binge eat. There's something just underlying that you need to pay attention to. So three quick tips for you to move forward. The first one is stop dieting. Now, in my mindful eating course coming out end of October, I give you, I think there's about six, um, six lessons on how to really stop dieting. Um, I think this is not an easy process. This is years and years of conditioning. And you can't just uh, find that in one blog article. That's why I went into so much detail, so much, so many journal prompts and questionnaires for you to complete to really process and see where you are on your dieting journey and how to move forward. You also um, need to start being more mindful. And as I said, none of us were taught, unless you were brought up with someone whose mom's a yogi and you were taught uh, meditation or someone who's a meditate, um, you know, into meditation and mindfulness um, from a young age. Some, some people are. Um, I was definitely not part of that culture. It wasn't a thing. It was very... Um, were very Eastern and um, not really something that we um, kind of, you know, conform to. Um, practicing mindfulness, you know, um, mindfulness in the in how you react to things, your thoughts, your emotions are what create drive your behavior. Um, so we need to be mindful of all those things. Um, then we also have obviously the element of mindful eating. And I've actually put both of those elements in my mindful eating course because, first of all, most people don't know how to be mindful. And then how are you going to apply to mindful eating if you don't actually understand the principles and practice the principles of mindful eating? So there's many meditations in there, loads of little things for you to just get um, comfortable with being mindful, understanding the process mindfulness can be a scary thing as well because all of a sudden you need to step back step out of your thoughts step out of your emotions step out of your stories and just observe just see what's going on and again our brain does not like that it's not easy that's why um, I put a course together for you to really get into those things because I know that it's going to, you know, it's, it's going to be one of the hardest things that you probably need to attempt in, um, you know, in some of the things that you go through. The last thing is, from my perspective, is practicing some yoga. And the reason why I say that is because yoga is just such a beautiful way for you to, um, learn how to connect mind body and soul you know we are more than just body we are more than just mind um we are actually there's actually five different layers um of the body which i will go to in a, in a different episode but as you know yoga is one of the tools that really help me connect back to my body and help me to bring a lot of compassion and kindness to myself um which helped me to actually learn to fall in love with myself again to be at peace with myself 
And there's a lot of you out there that I know would love that. There's a lot of you who I know would love to have a better connection with your, yourself and also just your body. And yoga is a tool that will do that. So I am secretly um, working on a yoga platform where you can actually join me. Um, I'll give you a coupon for a free two-week trial where you can come and practice mindful yoga um, and different talks. Uh, this is called the Beyond of Eating Membership Program. Um, so I did promise at the beginning of, of October that there's going to be so many different things. But if you are wanting to um, just wait and before you get started, I would seriously um, you know, recommend that you get my, my Food and Mood Journal, which is out on Amazon. It's really going to give you just that introduction to being mindful, introduction to start just putting some thoughts about yourself with your relationship with food on pen and paper. It's an eight-week journey of mindful eating where you really just get to track things not your calories but what you eat and how it affects your body so that you can start connecting to it so i'll pop the link for that book in as well otherwise you can look at um awesome lifestyle project.com just type in the search bar um book and you should find um my book uh you are also welcome to ask me any any questions um, I do have a chat function now on my website, wholesomelifestyleproject.com. Look for the little purple icon, type your message in, make sure to put your email and your phone number in so that I can reply back to you either in a text message or on email. Um, I do get notifications on those. So the minute I get them, I am so eager to hear your comments. I'd love for you to also... Um, send future requests. If you have any questions about binge eating and how to overcome that, go to www.com uh, or wholesomelifestyleproject.com, sorry. <laughs> and go to the chat button, send me a message and just put podcast request and put your question. I'd love to start answering some questions. Um, thank you so much for joining in on this episode. I can't wait for the next one. Have a beautiful day, everyone. Mwah. Bye. I have some exciting news for you. I've been working hard to create something just for you, and it's officially live. It's a free quiz to help you determine your personal path to stop binge eating. That means by just taking two minutes to complete this quiz, you'll discover my three proven approaches for ending the vicious binge guilt cycle. And you'll find out which approach you should take based on your binge eating personality, which I call the food zombie. Not only will you find out what path is best for you, I'll even give you a step-by-step -step framework for bringing binge eating to an end. So head on over to wholesomelifestyleproject.com, work with me quiz right now to find out your next steps to feel in control of food and feel good about your body. I mean it, go and take the quiz right now. Don't wait one more second. So head on over to wholesomelifestyleproject.com, work with me quiz.
It's waiting for you to take your first step. I cannot wait to see how this will shift your relationship with food. So wholesomelifestyleproject.com, work with me, quiz to get started in building body confidence and feeling credible in your own skin. Let's get into this episode. Thank you so much for joining me today. And don't forget to share this with all your friends. You can do this by adding this to your Instagram story and tagging me at Wholesome Lifestyle Project or by simply telling them about it. If you could rate and review on whatever platform you are listening, this will go a long way in helping me get this podcast out there so that I can share my message and help as many women out there struggling with food issues as I can. Don't forget, you can follow me on Instagram on Wholesome Lifestyle Projects or connect with me on LinkedIn. My name is Estelle Heath and that's where you'll find me on LinkedIn. I'll talk to you soon. Bye.